Blog Talk Radio. another edition of Archivist Set on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls Perspective. And I am the head hauntress, and I can't believe it, it is season three finale, our last episode of 2018, and or 17, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, and well, uh, <laughs> we have an interesting show tonight, and uh, first of all, we normally, the last two seasons of Sexy Witches, uh, actually ha- have done a Star Wars episode, but no, no, not this time. This time there's a bigger fish to fry. What could be bigger than Star Wars? I'll tell you what could be bigger than Star Wars. There's a chance that Tommy Wiseau is actually going to give an Oscar away at the Oscars this season. Tommy Wiseau, The Room. How did we get here? How are we talking about this? Why is Tommy Wiseau being invited to the Oscars and to the Golden Globes this year? Well, that's because of James Franco. He made a movie called The Disaster Artist. And we are going to talk about The Room and The Disaster Artist and all that fun jazz. Plus, I have a little bit later a big announcement of the expansion of the Sexy Witch universe. Yes, we love comics. We love science fiction. So it's time for our own EU here on Sexy Witches. And first, let me introduce my sexy witches to you. In Seattle, we have our published author and LARPer. Oh, hi, Queenie Todd. You are tearing me apart, Liz. (laughs) Oh, okay. And uh, how is Seattle treating you out there? Oh, hi, doggy. I have a doggy. You don't have a doggy. I have a doggy. No, I wish I had a doggy. How is... How is Seattle tra- treating you this, these days? Uh, well, it's been a little rough weather-wise. It's been kicking my ass, but, you know, been trying to keep busy. Uh, well, we're all trying to – I've been busy no matter what I do, but I try to slow down, and I'm still not slowing down. But anyway, um, weather-wise, it's actually getting cold tonight. We're going to be down into the teens. Winter has finally come. The White Raven is right outside my door as we speak. So, um, But we also have a little bit of a uh, – well, actually, let me get to my other sexy witch who just got on the line. So I'm out in my end of the world. We want to introduce the sexy porn witch. Oh, hi, Erin Marie. You're on with the sexy witches. Oh, hi. 
Hello. Oh, hi. Hello. How is West Virginia teaching you? West Virginia? Or Virginia. I, I don't know what I was talking yeah. about tonight. Anyway. <laughs> I, so West Virginia is an insult I, to Virginians. <laughs> uh, well, not yes and no. I, I have actually quite a few people. No, I, I mean, that's, that's the way we grew up thinking about it. I mean, we're like literally a half hour from the border where I am. And like, it was a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, well, how is how is life treating you out in the in the boondocks there? Uh, my daughter just had her Christmas concert tonight, which is why I was late uh, coming. Cause oh, excellent! I had a lot to do, <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> well, <I'm> fair. <laughs> and I'm also still under the weather, so you have to excuse me. And we actually have our guest host he was he's calling in now um he's on the line and he's actually going to screen my calls because he doesn't know shit about the room so he's going to fuck around with the board tonight while we're on there so please welcome to the show uh my guest host he is normally on the necrocasticon and project entertainment network you can listen to that usually on mondays please welcome to the show token tommy clark how you doing sir oh hi you're on with the sexy witches yeah hey there sexy witches what's up Blessed be. Yeah, Happy man. Yule. Happy Hanukkah. I like Yule. Yeah, life. happy first. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's first so, yeah, night I'm gonna, for Hanukkah. I'm going to hang out so. here and listen to you guys. So anybody that calls in tonight, you're going to get to talk to me first. Okay? So yeah, call in. I know. Call it's, in. It's, it's, don't scare off our people. Some of them are pretty strange. We've had some very oh. strange calls on this. We welcome them one and all. So, yeah. Um, and six, if you do six. want to call in, it's 716 yep. 9172. Six, six, six. Yep. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. Anyway, so we have much to discuss. Um, you know, first of all, uh, it's the end of the geek season. Hooray, hooray. So, uh, woo, we're here. This is our last episode of, the, of 2017. We don't come back on again until the 23rd of January, which will be our Oscar. We always look at the Oscars and do our top 10 films of 2017, which we always save until we can cram the last few in as much as possible. And I got a bunch to cram in, ladies and sexy witches. I have still haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, still haven't seen Ragnarok. I still oh, haven't seen oh. Justice League. Um, I've got so much. Wait, wait until DVD for Justice League. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't see it, so I haven't seen it. Oh my um, Let's see what else. Yeah, no, I ha- I'm way behind. Now I did get in Better Watch Out the other night, which I thought was important. I got that in, so that's the. Um, it's like if Jason Bateman was 12 years old. It's basically what it is. It's like you know from from American Psycho. This is like this is his childhood, and if he decided to, he wanted to wreak havoc on the babysitter. That's what this That's movie Pat- is like, basically. So. Patrick Bateman. Yeah, Patrick Bateman from. <laughs> I, I, isn't that what I just said? <laughs> Jason. That's an actor. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Jason Bateman. I was like, Jason Bateman is on Arrested Development. Very different person. Oh man, I'm already fucking <laughs> up, guys, and I am not even inebriated. It's okay. Uh, oh no, it's well, maybe not. Maybe wait till New Year's. 
<laughs> I was stressing right before the show. My my computer wasn't updating properly. Nothing was working right. The music wasn't set up. Um, you know, Tommy's pinging me. What do you want? I'm like, ah, freak it out, freak it out. But every so, I'm trying to get my shit back together, but I haven't quite done it yet. Um, so I also had one of the most terrible things about this season. I had the dreaded work holiday party this week, uh, today. Done my office. Done. I try to avoid it, and um, there's a lot of reasons why, but they convinced me to come and have coffee and eat a muffin with them at the end because and I decided to do it because, my, as, as you may know, I, uh, Aaron Marie knows, I had issues with my previous boss who now took a promotion, and I don't have issues with my new boss. I actually love my new boss. So I said, oh, I'll try to make an effort because, you know, basically I – just cocoon up in my little cubicle or do my job in the darks of the stacks like Gollum and just, you know, stay away from people. I should still do that. Don't, don't invite me to any of these parties because I just immediately come in and, and just scare everybody and like talk about inappropriate things like how Blake Sheldon should never be the sexiest man alive when there's people like Jason Momoa around um, you know, things like that, you know, which is true, by the way. It is true. Greg Sheldon should never be sexiest men alive. That makes no sense. But it's not a place to talk about at the party. And so we were talking about that. And I talked about James Franco in a sock and disaster artist, which is also not appropriate for a holiday office party. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know why I was so thinking about naked guys for the whole party, but who knows? Anyway, that's what this show is for. <coughs> I know that Erin Marie thinks about naked guys all the time, so for her, it's, it's uh, Thursday. Just Tuesday for you. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I'm wholly inappropriate all the time. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just need to cocoon now. Now, Queenie, though, she's actually been much more studious. She's been make, taking um, her snake skins from her unfortunately departed snake friends, and she's been making candles. Saw the pictures. Yep. So how has that been going? Yep, yep. Well, I tested a pair last night, and they burn okay. They're a little sparky, though. They have, like, this popping that they do, but it's kind of neat. <laughs> it's like, as long as you watch them, they should be fine, because it's not that bad. Yeah. It's just, like, a little popping. But, yeah, it's kind of cute. Leave. I like them. Cool. Don't leave them unattended, so. No. Uh, no. But you shouldn't do them with any candle. <laughs> no. You know, I was thinking as a suggestion, possibly, it, you could take, like, a, a beeswax sheet and then roll it together and do one of those rolled beeswax candles with the snake hmm, skin. That's cool. Rolled into it. Yeah. It might actually work. I was thinking that might be a good yeah. idea because I saw what you were doing. I was like, but I know that when I sold beeswax candles, some people just did these really tight rolls. With the, yeah. you know, and they just made them really, really tight and burned them down. And I thought, well, that might work also for snakeskin. It even kind of looks like snakeskin. So, yeah, uh, I could try uh, that. I was, yeah, just give you something to do. Okay, so <laughs> um, it is now that uh, our uh, small talk is over. Um, I wanted to talk about some elephants in the room. Okay, maybe not elephants, but <laughs> definitely tell me why so. Ha ha, I know, bad pun, bad pun, I realize that. Um, Tommy Wiseau did a movie in 2003. Um, it cost 
$6 million to make. Uh, it took about 15 months. It was actually a, quite a long shoot. There was some mostly shot in L.A., but it takes place in San Francisco, and there was some shooting in San Francisco as well. Um, Tommy Wiseau eventually, you know, here's the weird thing about Tommy Wiseau. I've, I've, I didn't meet him until a few years ago, but we went to the same college, and we were in the same acting department, but we didn't have the same class, which I am so regretting. Oh, my God. Am I regretting that to this day? That I could have – I was within a classroom distance of Tommy Wiseau. I never actually met him <coughs> as a student. You know, and, but I did see one of his plays. And that is actually hysterical because it's not as bad as you think it was. Um, it was good. No, it wasn't good. It, it, it was Tommy Wiseau. Let's just put it that way. It was definitely one of It was things. entertaining. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know not if I Not necessarily in a good way. Like, entertainingly no, bad. Is. Oh, it wasn't even that entertaining. But Maybe it forward. just exists. It just exists, basically. But, you know, so, so you know, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau went to Lanny College the top by my same teacher and then he eventually will go over to the ACT which is the theater I think it's the ACT or he went to the yeah I'm pretty sure it's ACT in um, San Francisco where he meet Greg Sestero and Greg Sestero and him eventually will make the room together and so the room comes out and of course did nothing like nobody noticed it eventually but it's like all things great and small the film geeks will find it and it sort of it is now I would consider the millennial version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's what they do on a midnight screening. I've been to one midnight screening, but I've seen the room a few times, thanks to my friend Travis Stevens. I went to West Virginia. That's why West Virginia was on the brain, Aaron Murray. Um, the first time I saw the room, I took a, a train to see some filmmakers. This was just as um, uh, social media was really kicking off. Matter of fact, Jenny Sherman, who was one of the original sexy witches on this show, that was the first time we met in person, went out to meet her there. And Travis Stevens put on for all of us people in this room, the room to watch, which he said he had seen 15 times. And I'm like, how can you watch a movie 15 times like this? And then I watched it. And I was like, ever since that moment, I became oddly fascinated with the room. Uh, I've only, like I said, seen one midnight screening, but I have gone. Went in a red dress. If you go to a red dress midnight screening, they usually give you a red rose, and um, and you know they throw spoons up in the air. You know, I'm an old Rocky Horror Picture Show alum, so I, you know, I totally understand and get the vibe of a midnight screening. Uh, and um, and then I actually met Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero when they did a live performance, and there's a picture to prove it. At the AFI here in Silver Spring, Maryland. So, uh, you know, so, you know, all things, you know, so who knew? Like, I kept giving this guy money. And, and Paul's like, why do you keep giving Tommy Wiseau money? He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need our money. Um, it turns out that Tommy Wiseau has been in my life most of my life, too, because he was also the juggler that used to be on the Fisherman's Wharf when I grew up. There was this guy that used to throw these birds in the air. And that was him. And, you know, so here we are. So I'm fascinated with the room. I'm fascinated with the movie. I'm fascinated with the story. I read the book, and I, I got to see the movie Disaster Artist three weeks ago. 
And I wanted to talk about it and give my review. But before I go any farther, because I could talk about this thing forever, let's talk to Queenie and see how far along she is with the room. What have you seen and done in relation to the room? I think you saw the movie. I'm pretty sure you have. We've talked about it. I have seen the movie. I've seen the movie several times. Um, I've seen shit online, you know, just different clips and whatnot of the disaster artist because I didn't get a copy of it. But uh, that's another story for another time. (laughs) Oh, man, like, I try. Yeah. I try, a bummer. Man. Such a bummer. Ugh, I'm so mad about the movie Pass. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Ugh, we'll deal with that. Anyway. Anyway, um, so, so, so you've seen the, the room. Movie, but I've, I've seen the room. I've, like, seen stuff online about, you know, Tommy Wiseau and, you know, IMDb and all that stuff, you know. Because I like to research things that are really fascinating to me. And the room is fascinating, that's for sure. <laughs> It may not be good, but it's uh, fucking fascinating. <laughs> and it's yeah, hilarious. It, it, it's like, it's like oh. watching a, um, a, a, a slow-moving train wreck. It really yeah. is. Like, everything that could possibly be away. wrong with the movie <laughs> is there, especially scripting. Like, the script is just bizarre. Um, but um, yet oddly compelling, and you just mm. sucks you have to watch it. So, uh, and I was so fascinated by so, the clip. Like, there's this side by side comparison of uh, different scenes in the room. And you see Tommy Wiseau do the scene, and then you see James Franco, and they're almost spot on. Like, there's very little, you know, he has it nailed down. I'm like, geez, James Franco, I have such respect for you now. Because, <laughs> you know, to I, I, mimic I know. that. I, I, have odd, I have odd feelings about Jess Franco, uh, you know, Mr. Franco. Oh, yeah. I, I don't always like everything he's in. Um, um, but, mm. you know, like, the, a That's lot fair. of people love that Harvey Corrine film. Was it Harmon Corrine film? The Spring Break. Oh, yeah. I just want yeah, to like shoot myself, shoot myself watching that movie. But I know people that love that film, and there is a lot of interesting things going on in that film. But, oh, James Franco. No. Or, or yeah. Spider-Man Three, no, no, right. no. You know, there's some. Uh, you know, there's. But some, but the, no, he does the know. room so well. <laughs> but but you this know? he did all right, and 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 yeah. him and I also have a connection. We both did our NYU film short in the same location. Like I wow. I went to NYU and I and I shot at my job, the Morristown National Historical Park in New Jersey. Um, and it turns out he did a couple years later the exact same thing. Like he went and he shot a short at the wow. Wick House where I shot my short, which is hysterical. So we have good taste in location. Uh, so, um, but anyway, let me bring and, on. And one last thing. One, one last thing. Yeah. Um, I remember our first encounter. This is how obsessed with the room you are that you asked me. You know, you don't even know me, and you're just like, you want to join my group? P.S. Have you seen the room? And I'm like, the room? Of course, I've seen the fucking room. <laughs> That's right. you know me, that, was, I used to that was one of the first. That was one of the first things she asked me 
when uh, right? when yeah, I went up to her first mold. New Year's Eve party. She was like, oh, my God, have you seen The Room? We're watching The Room. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I used to bet my group, the SB Film Geek Circle, which is still active, by the way, and that's actually, if you want to talk film, that's the best place to find me talking film, like every kind of film. Uh, that was my vetting question to enter that when we first started groups. If you if if you said no, I didn't kick you out, but I made sure you went and gone thought. Like that was my you retirement. educated. So I, yeah, you educated. Yeah, I was I was schooling sexy witches and and film geeks all over the world. And yeah, and on uh, my first New Year's party, Erwin came to. Uh, I showed the room, and I preceded it with the sad, with the um, Star Wars holiday special. So yep. I thought that was a really nice. fitting B A B. What was the third special, one that year? I don't remember what the third one was that year. Oh, Battle Beyond the Stars. That was <gasps> That's the right. One. And then we did a did, and we did a late night Lucio Fulci uh, zombie screening too. Um, so I, I was very proud of that. So, um, hello, Aaron Kogan. You're zombie on the shark fight. Witches. Hola. <laughs> zombie versus shark. Hello. We're talking it about Lucio Fulci at the moment. Um, that's the room. Hey, it's Aaron Kogan, LA oh. correspondent. What is your relationship with the room? Real quick. And then we're yeah, going to bring just... Tom in for a second. I'm just kicking back, you know, waiting my two days till Star Wars opens. No, um, me too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have the same veneration that you do. I, I appreciate the, uh, the sheer tenacity, uh, Tommy has apparently to get his stuff made. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't hit me the same way as say, uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space or uh, Glenn or Glenda. Or any of uh, well, uh, the, the oeuvre. Did you watch it in a group setting? <laughs> Did you watch it in a group <laughs> setting though? Because that's really the only way to watch it. No, With tons no, I didn't of other people it. making. The, okay, no, you have to redo, redo. <laughs> <laughs> but but Aaron Marie, I'm just saying right now, a, it's going to take a lot of booze to get me there. Misery loves well, company when it comes to the room, man. It, you have to. You have to see it. Oh, I was not sober when I watched the room for the first time at all. So, um, and speaking of folks, Tommy Clark, uh, yeah. he actually hasn't seen that movie yet. So What? But, what? Or he might, what the hell? Yeah. It's like the best <laughs> eye gouge in cinema history. <laughs> Uh, well, I know. Well, we'll talk about that more soon, uh, later on after we finish our room discussion, because that has a lot to do with uh, the new podcast. Dun, dun, dun. But um, you know, uh, you know, our premiere episode of the expanded universe of the Sexy Witches. Uh, but right now, we're talking disaster artists in the room. Uh, and Erin Marie, did you make it to see the disaster artist? It was not showing in a single goddamn theater within a two hours radius. Really? Not like one. a bunch of bullshit. Not, not one. Lynchburg, not, not one. Blackburg, not not Christiansburg, <laughs> not Roanoke, nobody. No West Virginia theaters. I even looked there. Oh man. Well fuck them. You're gonna have to just come up here and see it with me again. I actually All want right. to see the movie again. And 
And not because I like the movie. Like I said, I'll get into my actual review in a few minutes. It's because I want to see it with a different audience. The audience I saw it with was predisposed to liking the film. Um, it was the um, it was a, a, an advanced screening. Um, half the audience was filled with the Washington Psychotronic Society, which is the, the film society in D.C. that covers. Usually, they cover things like you know the giant praying mantises and you know, you know, monster movies from the 50s and 60s. They're a great group of guys, but they had a bunch of tickets to see the room. And it was at the E Street Theater, which is our midnight screening of, um, of the room for years there. So, you know, so the people in that audience were there to do the room back and forth, knew the movie, probably read the book. A lot of them had. Some of them already had um, T-shirts on. I was like, where the fuck are they getting those T-shirts from? I could never find that <laughs> out. Some had posters. And some even had um, were selling spoons and stuff, and a bunch of them came in in t-shirts that looked like tuxes. If you know the movie, you understand why they did yes. that. So uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I, you know, so this audience was ready to watch the Disaster Artist. They were not, you know. It, uh, so I like to see it with an audience that doesn't know the movie as well. And there's quite a few people that still don't know the movie. Um, as we were talking about that at the. Um, party at my office party today and only one other person in the group had seen the room um so and she didn't like it at all of course she's just like she said it's something that was her response which yeah i'll, I'll give you that it's something no so um but so seeing it with an audience that wouldn't know i want to see if it hits but of course because everyone had a great time and everyone loved the movie everyone loved the movie everyone loved the disaster artist so Carefully. No, 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 no. Don't do it, Lee. Hold on. My daughter wants to mess with the crowd. No. I'll, I'll get him later. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, let's talk about The Disaster Artist. Okay, because th- th- there's a book. A lot of people think that to- it's Tommy Wiseau's memoir, but it's not. It was written by no. uh, Greg Sestero, who plays, um, who plays, oh, who the fuck does he play in the movie? Oh my God! Mark? Why can't I think of his Mark? Oh, hi, Mark. Yes, he plays Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm here Mark. to help. Oh, can't wait. But Greg's... But he also—it's so funny because I couldn't remember his name in the room for a second, but I can remember that he starred in Retro Puppet Master. Um, you know, why, uh-huh. I don't. You know, there's where my brain goes. Oh but yeah. yeah um, so for, <laughs> If you want to see him in other film, that's his other big movie was Retro Puppet Master, which is oh very god. good. Oh my but, god! <laughs> but Greg, but Greg Sestero's fine in the movie. It's not his fault the movie sucks. It's just there's just no sense to it whatsoever. <laughs> oh my god! I can't stop coughing tonight. Um. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, you know, so uh, so Greg Sestero wrote this book, and, and um, half of it is about the making of The Room. The other half, though, is, is actually not in the movie. And so, by the way, we're going to spoil the fuck out of all of this, okay? So, spoiler alert, everyone, spoiler alert, we're going to talk the fuck out of this movie uh, right now. So, if you haven't seen The Room, you haven't read the book or seen The Disaster Audience, well, you know, you, you, I told you to call in at 10, Tommy, so, you know, try to like AFK. AFK. You probably <laughs> won't get most of this anyway. Um, but um, so uh, the disaster artist is the other half of the book is actually 
speculative biography. I mean, speculative. It's about Tommy Wiseau and how he got to San Francisco. We actually don't know much about Tommy Wiseau's past. Tommy Wiseau's past um, <coughs> is somewhat of a mystery. This is what we do know for a fact. He's somewhere from either East Germany or the Soviet bloc during the communist era, okay? So we know he's from that time period. We don't know how old he is, but most people think he's in his early 40s when he did. No. So, oh, okay. Well, that makes know. sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when I met him, I would say he was in his 40s or his 50s, but it's really, really hard to tell. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> he's uber, uber rich. Like, not just a little rich, uber rich. Um, how did a guy who went from juggling birds on the pier at Pier 39 in San Francisco for tourists end up with a net worth of 60-plus million dollars? We don't know. Um, you know, there's a big mystery. How valuable I have my the theory birds? on it. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, those, you actually make a joke, but the truth is those birds were kind of unusual. Um, because they were popular toy in Asia, but they were popular here. <laughs> and somehow he got in line on those. Um, hmm. Guys, take over for a second while I do some coughing. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of was when you were like, how valuable are those birds? I was like, was it a coconut laden swallow? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking uh, lovely plumage. He's he's not dead. He's just he's just pining for the fjords. Both of us totally went Monty Python. <laughs> Great mind. That's really Great the mind. genius of this show. <laughs> well, we are a culture show after all. Oh yeah. Exactly. Are you back? Didn't Eric Idle? Yeah, I'm back. Didn't Eric Idle and John Cleese do something live at the Hollywood Bowl this year? Did they? Um, I think they not did. Not this year, but um, the uh, the uh, life of Brian is up and running. A very naughty boy. Uh, that was last year, I'm pretty sure. Well, that was last year. I know there was a couple really odd, cool things at the Hollywood Bowl this year. One was the live Muppet Muppets. show. Oh, I god. know. Oh my god! And then the other one. My heart is broken that show. I didn't. Oh, I, you know, I'm hoping they take it on as a tour because I mean, to put that much money into something and not send it on tour would be a travesty. So I'm hoping they go on tour this year with it. Um, and then they did uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in concert like just yeah. a few weeks ago. And with and Daryl Yankovic sang all the oop yeah he did all the oompa loompa songs and uh, the kid from the lead kid from Stranger Things sang Golden Ticket and I thought that was cool you know <laughs> so uh, yeah Hollywood Bulls been knocking it out of the park but well, let's get back it's to Tommy um, uh, so here so we don't know so the thing about the movie Disaster Artist does not actually have any of the biography part of the story. In the movie, at all. So almost half the book mm. is not there. And I'm not sure why, but this is my theory on it. I think James Franco had to stay in Tommy Wiseau's good graces for him to do this film. Because there was another movie 
recently, a documentary someone's been working on for years on the room that got killed because Tommy Wiseau didn't like it. Now, he just recently got re-greenlit, and that movie is back on. So it'll be interesting to see what that movie, the documentary of The Room, is going to be like. I'm there with bells on to see that one. Um, but uh, this movie is much more, it, it's, it's not really trying, it, it doesn't really show Tommy Wiseau is not a bad light. Like, it's not trying to show him as a faceted person. It's more playing on his mystery. And it's not a caricature. I don't actually think James Franco is playing a caricature. caricature. Matter of fact, he's actually doing a pretty fucking good job uh, being Tommy Wiseau. I think there's it's a lot of love authentic. in his performance. Oh, I think absolutely. there's a lot of love for Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I turned on the uh, TV the other morning or the other evening, and it was Jimmy Kimmel, I think. And there, there, uh, mm. there he was sitting next to him was James Franco and Tommy Wiseau on, you know, on Tonight Show or whatever the hell talk show I was watching, you know. So, and you could tell that James Franco loves Tommy. Like he's just so into the whole thing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of heart and a lot of love in his performance, but there's not a lot of complexity. Um, there's not a lot of complexity in the story. It's very warm. It's feel good. There's a couple of moments of weirdness. Um, they did cut the whole thing out about his office building. Um, one of the more interesting things about Tommy Wiseau in, in the disaster artist is that he owns an office building, like, like an entire block of Stockton Avenue in San Francisco. Now, a lot of you, you guys might not know that, what Stockton Avenue is, but let's just say it's like buying a piece of Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, okay? It is like prime real estate, like one of the biggest, most famous streets in San Francisco. And Tommy Wiseau actually owns a building. Okay, that tells me right there, he's rich, right? If he can own a building on that location. And one of the, um, and his, and his offices are supposedly filled with dusty, folded Levi jeans, like just like piles of them, okay? So, and this is all in part of the, the making of the room. This is when Greg Sestero met him, and he's taking him to his apartment, which they do show him taking him to his apartment and showing him around. But they don't show this office building that he owns. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of interesting that way because, like, um, so I figured, it, to me, it clicked what, you know, with the hints in the book and, and what they're, you know, that what Tommy Wiseau or who he actually was. Because, uh, first of all, Wiseau is not a real name. A lot of people think it's a variant on a Polish name. I see him being called Polish all the time, but I don't know. Has anyone actually been able to recognize his accent in this group? Because it sounds, it sounds Soviet bloc, but I've never been able to pin down what region. <laughs> no idea. You guys have guesses? I don't either. No. 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 I have no idea. Now, Tommy Wiseau, uh, you know, to me it sounds East German. Like, like if I put him next to Werner Herzog, they're very similar. Except for, of course, Herzog is much deeper in, in philosophy mm-hmm. and stuff. But, you know, and no, they're not the same filmmaker. So I'm not comparing them that way. You know, that's where it hurts off, my God. Um, but, you know, but the, he has a similar voice where his third song. So here's my theory. After reading The Disaster Artist and watching the movie, is that Tommy Wiseau was able to illegally get himself out of the Soviet bloc in the 80s. Now, if anybody remembers what the Cold War was like, for someone to actually escape the Soviet bloc, was 
incredible. A heart, you would you would die. People died. A lot of people died. That oh, he yeah. successfully did this and ended up in New Orleans, which is what he always says. I'm from New Orleans. He was. He moved to New Orleans immediately after he when he came to the United States. That was the, in the book. That's what they talk about. He was from, lived in New Orleans, but obviously he's not from New Orleans. You know, he's not in New Orleans at all. Um, you know, originally. So I was thinking because he he you know if you start putting the math together. There's a restaurant that he knew about in San Francisco where he used to throw the birds. It's an Italian restaurant. It's known for its mafia. And so, uh, and he became friends with them. So here's my theory. He figured out, because he knew how to get out of the Soviet bloc and how to ship goods out of the Soviet bloc, he was actually shipping jeans into Soviet bloc. Because at that time, Levi's were like currency. And that's where he made his money. He was smuggling the opposite direction. So that was always my theory. And I think it's a sound one. So read the book. That's a good one. So. It also explains why he doesn't ever talk about it. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think I've seen a movie where, like, uh, it's not necessarily, like, Germany. or It's, like, one of those, like, really poor countries in Europe. And they were talking about genes. Like, I just can't for the life of me remember, but it was, like, a hidden thing and, like, not allowed at all. I just, I don't know, I had this weird memory of that. It's like, I guess that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) To me, that's the only, it it would make the most sense. It also explains why he doesn't want people to know how old he is. It also explains why he never talks about his past, um, you know, and why he made a fuck ton of money in the 80s. Uh, You know, so, you know, we're talking about a fuck ton, you know, belly button fucking and all. So, uh, you know, (laughs) and they do, by the way, Spoiler alert, they do recreate the first sex scene in the movie. So, um, you know, oh the famous sex scene. With, oh, oh it, it's as bad as you think it is. And, 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 and oh. it's the one time that they don't show Tommy Wiseau in quite so positive light. He's been kind of a dick to everybody on stage. Uh, but they even cut a lot of the stuff about the behind-the-scenes people out of the story. Um, and not that they're cut out of the story in the movie. They just their storylines themselves were dropped, which I had an issue with. Um, the, the, his cinematographer Raffaello was actually like Oscar nominated, like way famous, and he quits like two thirds to the movie. Um, and in the movie, he's in the whole thing. And he's invited to the premiere, <coughs> and that, I don't think that really happened. I think he left the set completely. But they did show some of the more unusual quirks. Um, but they didn't show any of the stuff that made Tommy kind of mean to his staff. He was very mean to his staff. Um, he was mean to his cast. He was mean to the crew. Um, and sometimes they hinted at it. They didn't really talk about it much in the movie, though. They kind of glossed over it. He was mean in particular to the girl who played Lisa, uh, the love interest in the movie. Um, and he went, and here's one thing that as any, I know that Aaron's been on film sets and I know Aaron Marie has been on film sets and Queenie wants to, even Tommy's been on uh, film sets, knows that you don't always on the film set. You, you know, you act, if you're an actor, they give you a day, they give you sides, you go, you do your sides and then you wrap for the day, you go home. Tommy didn't do that. He, everyone had to show up every single day of the film shoot, whether they were needed or not. 
and um, they kind of hint at it, but they don't actually show that in the movie. And I always thought, well, you know, that's, you know, it's, so they're glossing over some of the more negative things in the book, uh, you know, it, it, but they do hit all the positive ones. Um, that's so probably I, I the only, that, that's probably the only way Tommy Wiseau would have allowed it to get made. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, not, it, it, it's, you know, like I said, it's a, it's definitely a love letter to bad filmmaking. Um, and, and I've always felt that the room gives everybody hope that wants to be a filmmaker. Cause if, if he can do it, anybody can do it. I still like to know where the $6 million went. Queenie, she's gone. Oh no. Hope she comes Uh-oh. back. Um, yeah, Queenie's gone. Queenie. <laughs> All right, well, since she comes back, we lost Queenie. Uh, oh, there she Come is. Queenie, back. we miss you. Guys, everything Queenie, went silent, so you. I just came in and out. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, she's gone. She's gone. But now she's back. So, anyway. So, <laughs> I always so come back. I don't know if the, in conclusion the about the, oh, well, yeah, it's part of the pack here, but I, I don't know if this movie is good or not. I can't honestly tell you if the disaster artist I can't give it a grade because I know I'm too close wow. to the material. You know? Well, how would you um, compare you know, it to it, Tim Burton's Ed Wood? Speaking of movies about bad movie makers. Well, it's funny because I actually watched Ed Wood like the same day, like that morning. Oh, wow. uh, you know, and um, yeah, it, honestly. Um, Ed Wood is a brilliant movie. Uh, you know, even if I had never seen Plan 9 from Outer Space, I would have loved that film anyways. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Glenn or Glenda, you know, I actually did not see Glenn or Glenda until Ed Wood came out. Matter of fact, I saw it as a double feature with Glenn or Glenda. Oh. It was like the coolest nice. thing I had done. Um, it was, it, get this, okay, so it was a double feature with Glenn or Glenda and Ed Wood, and in the other theater was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And they had a special oh. opening night uh, deal. If you came, if you were a male and you came in drag, you got in for free. Nice. So th- there was all this. There were all these guys dressed in drag there, and that was awesome. <laughs> uh, so it, only in Berkeley, California, would that happen. You know, it, it was fabulous. So, so you know, I so I saw Glenn and Glenda the same day I saw Edward, and I saw it second. It played it after Edward. So, uh, oh. so that was kind of interesting. Uh, but like I said, so I love I, I, Ed Wood's just a brilliant movie on so many levels. The the cinematography, the acting, the music. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, Howard Stern's yeah. score is so fucking good. Um, you know, so I, I don't quite see this here. Now I will say one thing, and it's a slightly shameless plug. B.J. McDonald, who is the director of Hatchet Three and was the head DP on the film I just shot, this FP2 Beats of Rage was the head camera operator on The Disaster Artist, and Brandon Trost, Jason Trost's brother, is the head DP. So shout out to our peeps, fellow geeks making Disaster Artist, yo. So I'm uh, really, really psyched that, you know, it gave, a, it gave our boys some work. Um, and anything that the Trost family does and their associates, I root on. So, um, so it looks phenomenal. Like the the handheld work, and I was like, oh, I bet you BJ shot that. Every time his handheld camera shots, because that's his that's his um specialty, is uh is Steadicam and you know w- tracking shots and things like that. Uh, so I I was like, woohoo! 
I know. Uh, so th- there's there's that meta part of it going, I know who shot this movie, you know? <laughs> you know? So there's that, too, going on with Disaster Artist. Like I said, I'm way too close to the material. I need to see it from a different perspective. I need to see it from a, a person that doesn't know what the Disaster Artist book is, doesn't know what the room is. If I can get that experience, then I can come back and give a full review and say if the movie's actually good. Now, is James Franco deserving the Oscar nomination he's going to get? Probably. I would say probably he will. Um, is, is the chick that plays Lisa in the movie deserving a supporting nomination? Yes, fucking yes. She is so good uh-huh. in this movie. The girl that plays Lisa in the movie is so good, so spot on, and it, uh, you just feel for her the whole film. Uh, Seth Rogen is surprisingly cute in it, and, and but his character is kind of odd because he's almost fictional. Um, he's playing the script um, the script doctor in the film, um, but he uh, but all his all his lines and stuff are in the book, but they're actually Greg's lines. So he's actually taking scenes from Greg's life and recreating them for the movie. Um, so you know, so they could have these scenes in the movie and have them make sense narratively. Because in the book, it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense the way they did. The book is interesting because it starts and ends in the same place, in a big circle. But they start, like, one, 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 uh, one chapter is about the documentary, and the next chapter is the flashbacks of Tommy Wiseau's past, and they both end in the same day on the film set. So, uh, at the, and I think at the premiere is how it ends. So um, the premiere sequences in the movie – didn't happen. I'm positive they didn't happen that way. Um, it, that seemed very Edward. Edward did it too, um, where they kind of like show how like this is it. This is the big one. This is my my shot, my moment. And then you know Edward cuts away as they're leaving, and all the people are disappointed walking out of the theater, and so you don't get to see the aftermath. And the and disaster artist, there's no aftermath. It's just like look, they're laughing, they're happy, they love the movie, you know. So I don't know. I I want to. I, I I don't know if I was gonna grade it right now. I don't even know how to grade this fucking thing. Um, huh. I'm gonna say B B plus for right now. I'm not sure okay. if he's gonna make my top ten this year. Um, <clears throat> am I glad I saw it? Fuck yes. Would I see it again? Absolutely. Absolutely rewatch value on that. Um, so that bumps it up a bit. Even if I didn't like the movie, there's definitely rewatch value. Um, uh, everyone's good in it. Uh, the it, the use locale is perfect. Uh, Elijah Wood is in it, uh, and he's got a small cameo. Zach Efron is in it. He's got a small cameo. I mean, <laughs> everyone wanted to be in this fucking movie, too, which is really hysterical. <laughs> there's a lot of people that like the room or love the room. Does anybody have any questions? Fly <coughs> oh, die. Huh, don't die. I just hope it's still in theaters when I come up there. <laughs> so that I can <laughs> actually sure see it. It's up for it's up for Golden Globe, right? I don't think it's up for Best Picture, but it definitely got a nomination for Best Actor and I think Screenplay. I'd have to double check that. I actually am a little upset at the Golden Globes for not nominating Get Out for screenplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that was a fucking good movie. 
even if you don't like the movie as a film, that screenplay is fucking brilliant. I mean, it yeah. has it it is the best tribute to 1970s horror I've seen in a long time. And I'm not talking about in style. I'm talking about in substance because clear, you know, Jordan Peele hasn't hid his hid the fact that he, you know, he was going after step for wives and um, body, you know, uh, you know the 1970s uh, invasion of the body snatchers by Philip Kaufman. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly all that stuff is in there, um, and it and it's so well done. Unless you know to look for those tropes, which of course I did, but um, that still was fun too. You, you would it would feel fresh to you, and it did. A lot of people mm-hmm. thought it felt fresh. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I can say happy uh, oh no Disaster Arts was nominated for Best Picture I, it was Get Out um, and uh, The Shape of Water guys was nominated for Best Motion Picture as well so Guillermo del Toro makes a couple of hits yeah so yeah. Um, but Get Out should have been nominated for Screenplay uh, it's the only snub other than the female snub which no, <laughs> no females were nominated for any above the line parts except for the you know female centric categories. In the year of Wonder Woman. In the year of Wonder Woman, no no women were nominated. What the? Mhm. <sighs> yeah, you know, which you will probably did. make my top ten. Uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman is going to make my top ten this year. It's the only movie that made me yeah. cry. I bawled <laughs> like a baby at Wonder Woman. Oh my god, I like. And it, and it wasn't the ending. It was like the first ten minutes of the film, like all all the stuff with little Diana running through Themyscira in in the village. All that just wrecked me. I was like, oh, it's a real Wonder Woman movie. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that was me. With armadillos. Why does Themyscira have armadillos? Oh, well. <laughs> I, you know, it, why not? Micro, it, well, it, why not is it, right. It, it Damn could, it. Raft. They floated on raft, all right? And then they got <laughs> caught there with the dome. No, no, no. You're supposed to say sea own... turtles, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, sea turtles. I guess so. Oh, my God. But, well, that's actually how Galapagos Islands, believe it or not, a lot of the animals that got onto Galapagos Island, like, floated on, like, seaweed and rafts out there. So that's why it's actually real thing that happens is that and then they evolve into their own species on the islands, right? So that's why those armadillos okay. are there, god damn it. So that's my theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I you know, they should have found it sooner though. I mean there was like, you know, that there it's not it, the boat goes through the, the barrier pretty easily. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway. We're not talking about Wonder Woman right now. Patty Jenkins. No, no, we'll, we'll been save that for, for the best of the year, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, we were talking know about snubs. Yeah, well, it, that's right. And and we're, like, I hope on the 23rd of January when we come back, we're not bitching about the Oscars snubbing her. That would really suck. Ugh. I mean, she has been nominated before. So it's not unprecedented that Patty Jenkins should be up for an Oscar. Uh, you know, she was up for Monster. Uh, which was a pretty fucking good movie. I actually really, really enjoyed Monster. I thought the Monster movie was really good. Uh, you know, well, not, too bad. Not to get was, too. You know, go ahead. I, I was going to say not to get too inside baseball, but 
the Academy, traditionally, if you believe those Academy watchers that I read, do actually care about box office. That is a factor when they're choosing who they're voting for and nominating and da-da-da. So if you go by that, you would think Wonder Woman would have it, but uh, the foreign press of the Golden Globes maybe wouldn't care as much. Maybe. You know, the foreign press have their own, you know, everyone's like, and, I, and I've always thought this was a myth. They're like, oh, the Golden Globes predict what the Oscars are going to look like. No, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. They, if you watch and compare, you'll see that the movies that the foreign press like are usually more broad in scope and, and not, you know, they're, they're not the same type of movies. They overlap, but they're yep. not the same. If you really want to see who's going to be nominated, who's going to win the Oscar, you have to look at the Producers Guild Award, the Directors Guild Award, and SAG. If you look at those three. And Spirit. Uh, you, and the Spirit Award. Yes, Independent, Independent Spirit will show you the nominations now. It showed you the win last year. Big fucking win with Moonlight. Um, you yeah. know, so um, even though they fucked up with La La Land. I was about to punch La La Land in the face. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was like so mad at La La Land. I'm like, you're not that good. Stop pretending you are. You know, <laughs> but um, I have a lot of love to hate of La La Land. I wish I liked it more. <laughs> and, and Aaron Marie knows I love musicals. So that I came out of that kind of cold really upsets me even more because um, I should have liked it. It should have been one of those films where you're like, yeah, this is mine. This is my type of movie. I'm here. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just, I was watching it going, what happened? The room makes me more inspired than La La Land. You know, the room wow. has everything wrong. You got naval sex. You have characters that leave <laughs> halfway through the movie and are replaced by other characters. You have Denny. Hi, Denny. Who the fuck is Denny? Why is Denny? Now, now I will say there, the, the, the play had extra scenes in it from the movie version. Uh, and so it turns out there's more backstory to Denny than we know, which I was like, oh, it turns out Denny is an orphan who had a drug problem, and, and he was trying to get his life together, and Tommy's, uh, Johnny, Tommy Wiseau's character, is, has helped him get the apartment upstairs. That's why he's always around. They don't talk about any of that in the room. I had to, that, they, but they do in the play. And mom with breast cancer has a love interest. There's an extra character that's been oh, cut man. out of the movie. Yeah, she actually has a love interest in the movie. He has three scenes in the in the play version. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, that was the problem I was having with the room were not enough <laughs> characters. So, whew, that, that'll probably do it for me. That, oh, thank God someone fixed that. <laughs> but all of this suddenly makes a little bit more sense. Like, like there's things in the room where you're just like, why did that happen? It's like, oh, there was supposed to be a character delivering information that's not there anymore. Oh, okay, makes a lot more sense. But does it really need it? Nah, not really. You know, <laughs> I, I I also want to defend the room though in one way. Like my, uh, I've been listening to. Um, Emily Entrevia, who's been on the show before, um, her show, The Feminine Critique, with, with Christina Makepeace. And they, they do these great shows. They're my favorite, like, podcast, I think. And no offense to Tommy and Necrocasticon, but uh, a Geek Girl podcast, definitely, these guys are just so good. And, and, and every year, this time of year, Emmy, Emily does 
what's called stocking stuffers, and she watches all of those Hallmark and Lifetime and uh, <laughs> Christmas specials uh, that you know the the ones where you you know that are very white and is all about corporate women ending up you know falling in love with a small town boy and having babies because that's more important oh. than their careers. You know what those movies are like, right? Tommy oh, yeah. Wiseau's movie is no worse than those films. <laughs> it, it really isn't. They have about the same budget too. So, so I, 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 I the room is, you know, I, I, it, it's the same story basically, except for except for Tommy Wiseau ends with him shooting himself. And when you watch the Hallmark movies, you just want to shoot yourself. But you know, <laughs> it's anyway. So. That was my review of The Disaster Artist. If you like The Room, you're going to love this movie. No problem. And I would think that everyone that's on this panel right now, including Tommy, including Aaron Marie, and Clayney, and other Aaron on the East West Coast, um, y'all would, would like it. It's going to be, you know, you might even love it. Um, I have no idea if it'll play to a mainstream audience. I'm kind of hoping it has a surprise strong opening. But I think, honestly, everyone's going to forget about it as soon as tomorrow rolls around, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yep. <coughs> um, you know, to, everyone's got Star Wars on the brain now. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy Wiseau, I mean, Tommy Clark, our, our, our Necrocasticon guy, is doing an entire episode to it this Sunday, so listen to his show. Where they're going to be spoilerific, so don't listen to it until you've seen it, but you probably already have. <coughs> Tommy, do you want to talk about your show for a minute while I cough my lungs out? How about how about we how about we premiere a, a, a commercial, a commercial premiere? How about we do that? Yeah, well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna put on some music and then play the the spot. If you want to play the spot, go ahead. Um, yeah, we're gonna take a quick the- break. Yeah, and, and I'm going to cough my brains out, and Tommy's going to play a promo to our next discussion topic, and we'll be back in about a minute. Cloud Sense Productions, in association with the Sexy Witches Pre-Sons. Repo Nerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure. Restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. A live, interactive experience. Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio with your host, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head dress archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. She's still coughing? Uh, still- almost. Yeah. She died. The smooth jazz sounds of archivist. For your listening pleasure. And yeah, I'm back, and I will. This is from the room. Uh, so yeah, so I wanted to shift gears now that I've stopped coughing my lungs out. Though I expect to cough more um, before this is over. Um, this is going to be a short show tonight because we're gonna. Um, I'm not going to go the full second hour here. Everyone's hey, woo! Um, but uh-huh. I did want to cover a few things before we go. One is Aaron Kogan and I have a big announcement. Yes, yes. Aaron, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell uh, everybody? Damn it! I know what it is. What? It's just 
<laughs> well, uh, right, I'll, I'll lead into it. I'll lead into it by saying uh, you, there was you a, an interesting court case. Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And, and you can now say Comic-Con and just re- refer to the San Diego International Comic-Con because the uh, court case is settled now. The lawsuit is settled. Yeah, they won. Oh. Evil Corporation so, uh, won. One of my Damn greatest bucket list items. Is the only Comic Con. <laughs> if you want well, to call the it Comic Expo, you go right on. You do that. You, you call it whatever you like, but Comic Con refers to San Diego, yo, the first, the best, the biggest, the, the only. Damn straight, motherfucker. <laughs> That's I, not I've our been going to. Is it? Well, that's that's the prelude. Ah, I. <laughs> the 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 news She's portion gone. of of this story is that uh, the head hauntress is going to be joining me in beautiful downtown San Diego uh, this uh, July of 2018 for Comic Con International, San Diego International Comic Con. Cool. She has tickets and everything, I'm yo. Going. I'm so jealous. I only got into one day, though. <laughs> I only got into Sunday, which sucks. So far. Um, so and, far. But, yeah. The pay Aaron and, and, too. And, and, it, oh, well, good. and there's plenty to do outside. <laughs> Help me, you know, Steve. There's, like, all this shit outside <laughs> to do. So there'll be a day where I'll be doing nothing but outdoor shit. Um, so um, there's also concerts playing Aquabat play every year. We're on Yankovic is slated to play this year. Um, his show looks Conan? fantastic. Have you seen? Uh, no, no. We're on Yankovic's new tour. Have you heard about this? No. Oh my god. Everyone, put this on your radar. All of you, put this on your radar. His new tour starting very, very soon and he's doing a smaller tour and he's doing all original material. None of his covers. So it's going to be all the other stuff, the songs that he's written wow. that might have melodies but are actually his own songs, which to me is exciting as fuck. So, uh, you know, so uh, it's it's going to be an amazing show. So I probably would try to hit that if I don't get it to it sooner because um, it is coming here to the East Coast before it goes to the West Coast. But that's going to be a Comic-Con yeah. this year. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm super excited about that. Speaking of the Aquabats, um, season two of the Aquabats goes out on DVD on the 16th. So um, if you haven't seen season two, which has Shark Fighter, one of my favorite songs, uh, you know, definitely you want to check that out. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con, and I'll be there at Sunday. Sunday is the best vendor's day. That's the best time for walk around and meet people. And I hope I meet a couple people on there. But I have a couple other friends, too, so we'll see what happens. So, everyone, keep your fingers crossed because I still don't have a room yet. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron Marie, I have big news related yeah. to this, though. John okay. Hazel's coming with me. Oh, John Hazel double pain. Co- collar. Yeah, everybody. everybody. He's coming with me. Oh, I, I will have a partner, even when Aaron Kogan is busy doing his Hall H thing. I I, I huh. have someone I have backup, so um, that's awesome. The other I kind of have. This is why Tom. Go ahead, go ahead, Aaron. 
No, I was just going to say I kind of half wanted you to be like, surprise, you're going to. I got you tickets for Christmas. But (laughs) 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 Wouldn't it be lovely? It's a paid dream. I got you your Christmas present already. I know, and it's amazing. I can't wait to actually use it. I just got the the pass like two days ago. Uh oh, Queenie! I tried to buy one for her, and we have not been able to get the email to her. Oh, huh. sucks! And this nuts. I don't know what's I, going I, I was on. Trying, we don't know what's going on. We tried two different emails. I I emailed Queenie to see if the email worked. I had the correct email. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's happening. So I'm trying you to get her either get it. I, I want a fucking refund if they don't like, you know, get it to yeah. you. So, and they haven't even, they stopped talking to me. Uh, you know, they were talking yep, to me, me and too. we were in a good conversation. And then all of a sudden, boom, they stopped talking to me. So I hope it's just because they're overwhelmed by, you know, other issues. So we'll see. But it might be after Christmas, Queenie, when you get your present. Um, That's okay. <laughs> so, um, so um, it's the thought I invited that Tommy Clark. I oh my god, but I'm so annoyed because damn it, it should work. Uh, you know, right? So you know, how are you gonna pay for Star Wars? Mm. You know, I, I want to. You know, there's so many good movies. I mean, we got Star Wars, we got Shape of Water. You guys still all have to see the Disaster Artist. Um, you yeah. know, uh, January is coming. There's always that. I always call it January Gem. Like there's always a really kick-ass horror, uh, horror film in January. That usually makes it to my top ten, which has happened this year. The movie I saw in January is actually number two in my top ten this year, which is making me really happy. Um, but um, Tommy Clark and I, speaking of geekery and feeling stuff, the reason why I invited him on the show is because, uh, you know, podcasting, you know, I've been doing this show for a little while. We're on our third year. Uh, and I love this show. And uh, But as all podcasters do, we always like to do other podcasts. We just don't shut up, and I don't shut up. Even when I'm mm-hmm. coughing, you can tell I don't shut up. So, um, you know, Tommy and I were talking about doing a podcast together, and so we couldn't get on um, Project Entertainment Network for now because they're way, way too full of wonderful podcasts. If you haven't listened to any of their shows, you should. There's something for everyone on Project Entertainment Network. Uh, but Tommy and I are going to do a little side project, and we're going to occasionally do one. It'll be on Thursdays. So we'll overlap with Sexy Witches. Sexy Witch. well, it might have two in the same week like this week. But uh, we're going to on Thursdays, starting this Thursday, the 14th, everyone. So write it down. Tommy Wiseau and I are starting a new podcast. Tommy and we are Wiseau? calling it what, Tommy? <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Wiseau. Hi. <laughs> I wish it was Tommy Wiseau. Awesome. Did you, did Hi, you, Mark. Did you hit Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Enjoy me, me a fun. He's not. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, you're my the favorite repo nerd. Repo nerds. Yes, Tommy Clark. Tell me, tell us about what repo nerds like. What uh, What is the repo? Nerd? Okay, you ever ever like, had a friend of yours that claimed to be a nerd and said, and then suddenly you find out that they haven't seen something like Star Wars, just for example? Yeah. All right, and you got you want to pull their nerd card? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're pulling nerd. We're pulling each other's nerd card on each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's pulling mine, then I'm pulling hers, and and we're starting yep. off with uh, Italian horror movies. Holy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait. 
I challenged him to watch. At first, I just challenged him to watch um, uh, the Beyond, right? Because every nerd yep, needs yep. to see the Beyond. It's an important film, Lucio Fulci. But we, but the challenge has expanded to the whole Gates of Hell trilogy plus zombie. So on Thursday, and he he'd only seen two of those movies. I think he saw House by the Cemetery and City of the Living Dead. But you were like a kid, right, when you saw those? I I, I believe so. I remember some of the imagery from that's the thing. Oh. Um yeah. I, and and that <laughs> annoying kid. Ugh. No, the kid the kid and he doesn't do what he's told. He's always getting into trouble. Oh my god. We'll talk about that on the show. But Bob. Um, so he's watching Bob Bob so, Bob, Bob, Bob? Bob? Bob He's almost as hard to find as Will. Where's Will? Where's Will? Bob is worse. <laughs> Bob just doesn't you know, At least Will tries to do good. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know. But anyway, so, so I pulled his geek card because his Italian horror films are lacking. And as you know, if you're on this show, Sexy Witches, you have to have a little bit minimum knowledge of her Italian horror or you can't be on my Sexy Witches show as a regular correspondent, if you know what I'm well, saying. Well, you know, I, I've a, seen a both college. Demons movies. I love the <laughs> yes, Demons movies. And those are good yeah, icebreakers. They're my favorite. Aaron Marie knows. Uh, and he has seen Cemetery Man. So, well, you know, Which is yeah, awesome. Those are the, those, the, well, those movies are the movies I like to people with. Yeah, so, but, but Lucio Fulci is important to watch. I actually like him more than Argento, and I'll talk about that in detail on our, on our new show. But, so, I'm pulling his card on the Italian horror, but guess what? He's pulling the card on me. Mm. I'll give you a hint. It's television because you, you you know it's television about television. It's television in this case because yeah, we're gonna do film and TV, maybe some books even. It's my only cosplay. Mm. A little more of a hint. It's my only cosplay. Katie Sackhoff is stars on it. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. I have never seen an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. No, we're, I'm going to watch the entire... What the frack, man? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's my girlfriend. What are you talking about? That's oh. right. Nope. I've my favorite show of all time, one. both Metal Stars. No, this is... We're, you're, unfortunately, you're getting charged with both of them. Because what you have, you have to watch the original Battlestar Galactica to truly appreciate the new one. Because you can then watch and see the original episodes that were reimagined and how they were reimagined in the remake. Because well, almost I know every the quite well. Okay, well, if you know the original quite well, then you should be able to catch the Easter egg homages and all of the reimagined episodes. Every one of the original episodes was reimagined in this series. Yeah, but who's our Lauren Green character? Lauren Green? That's Adama. That's that's yeah. Edward James Olmos. Eddie. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know Edward James Olmos was on the show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, yeah. I don't. I yeah. don't. I've never. I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. I, I, I there was a period where I didn't have Sci Fi Channel, and and Battlestar Galactica Ooh. and the other one I didn't see, which I have fixed. <laughs> was the season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 that was on Sci-Fi Network. I, yeah. I, I didn't see that first run. I saw it out of order. 
So, um, you know, because I didn't have cable at the time, you know. I love the concern in Aaron's voice. For you, oh, having God. not seen this, like like it's like a, a serious infraction. Of, 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 it kind of is, you know. I'm holding my fire, you know. I'm kind of holding my fire for this Thursday because I don't want to get into it now. But yeah, that's that's a that's a major breach, man. That's that's oof. Well, flag on the field. That'll be the. Ne- the next episode, which will air sometime after the holidays in January, uh, we'll, and we'll, we'll be coming on Repo Nerds for a semi-regular basis. Um, it's going to be a lot shorter show. It's not going to be two hours. It's going to be about yeah. an hour, probably tops. Um, this, it's more of an extra bonus because the Sexy Witches will always be the deep dive into pop culture that it is. Um, but this is more about fixing holes in our geekdom. Um, and also, we're also going to talk about unusual holiday specials um, for the Christmas time <laughs> on, on, on that. And we can actually, I wanted to kind of talk about that now as well. Choo, um, choo. Uh, since <laughs> before we leave tonight. Um, so uh, now let me ask Tommy Clark. We already argued about this once because I told him my pick and he's like, Hey, you stole mine. Well, how was I supposed to know I stole his? Um, my favorite Rankin and Bass special very rarely plays, and it's the um, the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which is like my favorite, which was a Frank it's L. The Baum pagan story. Santa Claus special. Yeah, it's, well, the, it's, it's the not Wiccan. pagan. It's the it's, it's it's yeah, it's the you know it's the British version, right? It's the, you know the fairies and all that stuff, and we'll talk about that on the show. But Queenie, I know that you don't like this time of year that mu- that much. You have issues. And yeah. a lot of us do. I do too. Um, right. But I know you have tradition. I know you have traditions. You do this time of year. Um, oh yeah. You, like everyone. So so, what do you do this time of year? Well, this time of year, I try to look for the dark side of the holidays. So I look for like mythology about like creatures like Krampus and whatnot. Krampus <laughs> is my favorite because you know he's a demon. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so like. On my YouTube channel, I've done a couple videos already. I did one about Krampus, and then I did one where I did a Get Ready With Me, where I dressed up as Krampus. And I've got a holiday horror list coming up this weekend. So, picking out my favorite holiday horror movies that cheer me up during this time of year. (laughs) I like Evil Santas and fucking Demon Elves and, you know, the whole bit. You would like Better Watch Out. I'm not a huge fan of home invasion. Better Watch Out. But it would be... It's I right gotta put that alley, on the list. Queenie. Yeah, yeah, put it on the okay. list. Um, like I on said, the it list. was not Jason Bateman, but Pat, Patrick. The guy, Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman from Psycho, from American Psycho. It, it's like it, it's his childhood, basically. Nice. Um, <laughs> so or basically, yeah, after after, cool. after seeing after seeing the Babysitter on Netflix and how it's Babysitter that's evil and everything, it's nice to see it flipped around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the there's more. Yeah. Babysitter was all right. I, I kind of liked the baby. Yeah. It wasn't like um, great, but it was good. Aaron, how old are you? So, you are... Not Aaron. Aaron the dude. Dude, Aaron. How uh, old 52. are you? Dude, how old are you? 52. 52. So you're my age. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm sure you're. Yes. 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 Okay. So I'm sure your 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 pick here is going to be the same as mine. The Star Wars holiday special. 
Of course. Because oh, I uh, saw if, that. If you, if you can't sing along with Carrie Fisher to We Celebrate a Day of Peace, a Day of Harmony, yeah. then uh, I think your geek card should be at least folded, if not pulled. Well, Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa. The first thing uh, I said to my mom when that was done, Mom, cartoon, that really sucked. Grandpa, what's he getting <laughs> off the porn? Yeah, itchy, lumpy, and mala. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the mountains Tommy, of cocaine that must have been consumed. <laughs> I know how we're going to open it. Look at Ten minutes of Wookiees talking to each other. No, no, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> People will love the Wookiees. Uh, oh, man. I, 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 my copy of... of um, the holiday special was a gift from Aaron to me, Aaron Kogan. He gave me my copy. Aww. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Very, God, I'm not sure that's a good gift. Like all, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty awful gift. Go ahead. It's so bad. I'm sorry. It's I was so just going to say, guys. here's some deep dive trivia for you. Everyone thinks okay. that the first appearance of Boba Fett was with the Star Wars Holiday Special. The first appearance of Boba Fett was not, in fact, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Marvel comic book. <clears throat> it was, no, 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 before that, uh, there was uh, a small little parade in Modesto. Oh, yes, Boba yes. Fett and Modesto? Darth Vader I'm not even joking. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the first uh, okay. uh, visual or cinematic is the Star Wars Holiday Special, and he's very, very different from how he appears in The Empire Strikes Back and has no relation to it. And it was very confusing for me as a kid, and just, what's going on here exactly? I I always felt that it was a good representation of him because he was a little snarky and a little more vocal. Uh, And I I took the later Boba Fett as learning from his his mistake of talking too much in the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a, a lesson I could learn. That's for sure. So, so, so Aaron's the holiday special. And I know that you and Nat always go have family things to do and lighting the slick and things like that. Um, Yeah. I, I always have a busy ass season because not only am I married to a Jew, so I have Hanukkah, but I also am pagan, so I have Yule, and then there's Christmas, and then also there's two birthdays in there, because um, Paul turns 45 on the 3rd, and his best friend turns 45 on t- Thursday. So I'm just, like, up to my eyeballs in presents and parties, mm-hmm. like, always. And not even fun party. Oh, and we have the Laka party. Um, every year we have a Laka party at his mom's house. Um, but I am a, I'm a lighting display whore. I love lighting displays. I like, I like the big ones. I like the small ones. I like to, that's what I like to do around the holidays. I'm not really a huge fan of the holiday itself, but I do love the cheer. And, you know, I know it makes other people sad, but I like when other people are happy. And most people are happy this time of year. And the ones that are sad, it's a beautiful, glorious sadness because I know where they're coming from because I've been there too. My father died, his, his birthday is the day after Christmas. So Christmas is always going to be a little bit melancholy for me. Uh, mm. and, and that's okay. I don't mind that. But I do love lights. And I go see lights. 
And um, we have a display here, Watkins Mill Regional Park. They used to be five. They just went up to ten this year, which is like a little pricey. But they're just amazing. Erin Marie, did I take you to the Mormon Temple? Yep, after um, after the Latka party. <laughs> yeah, after the Latka party, uh, the Mormon Temple has a free display, and uh, you know the Mormon Temple is just it's just decked out, like decked the fuck out. It, it is it's, it's gorgeous. Oh, I mean, I every color light you on, can imagine. Just it, 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 it's, it's a stunning display. I've always been really impressed. And it's always kind of fun to go to the visitor center at the Mormon Temple because they're just so darn friendly. And they're like, oh, how you doing? <laughs> and Erin Marie kept getting so many compliments on her hair. So and many her compliments. Her blue at the time. Oh, my God. They were just souring her compliments. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, you know, but... You know, I like to go to the genealogy center because I'm an archivist. So there's actually overlap in our clientele, which is kind of funny. I'm sure, um, there is. Uh, They're evil. Uh, um, <laughs> but they you know what's really funny, Erin? They have records. Hey, look, if you even like sneeze on a Mormon, you're saved in their in their faith. Okay, so uh, <laughs> they're, they're all in the Mormon faith. This is how it works. If you are saved. You are allowed to do your genealogy and your family tree, and every person in your genealogy is also saved. So uh-huh. you can be uh-huh. like, you know, so everyone's saved, and, and that's Pregnant. how they you do know, it. You know what heaven is? Heaven in, for a Mormon is eternal nah, pregnancy know. for a woman. Eternal pregnancy for a woman. Can, who wants to be eternally pregnant? Uh, I know Queenie yeah. doesn't. That would be your personal. I house. loved, I loved being pregnant. I can't <laughs> lie; it was like the best experience ever. And like, there's some days I'm like, I want to be pregnant so bad, and then I'm like, but I don't want to raise the kid. I, I'll honestly tell you, birth was hell for me. Nope, so nope. It would but, be a but pregnancy wasn't bad. Pregnancy nope was healthy. Here. I was never. I was so oh, healthy. It was the most was amazing pregnant. feeling. I I hiked six miles when I was six months pregnant. I had no problems whatsoever. I was like, God, yoga. I could do yoga. I could do poses I never thought I could do because your limbs get all nice and loose and you get this special there's a there's a hormone that makes your your muscles expand and your and your bones expand so you can push the baby out, but it also helps you with your yoga poses. Uh you also have forty percent more blood volume running through your body. Oh, the, the 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 pregnancy brain of of a of a woman and, and dreams. Your dreams go technicolor. Oh, Those they're fucking awesome! awesome. I'm I sorry, some... I mentioned this. <laughs> <laughs> but but I actually had but, a dream uh, that the Rock was uh, delivering Madison in the ring. <laughs> that that huh. was my one of my pregnancy dreams. I very clearly remember the Rock yelling at me to push. Yeah, he's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame tomorrow. Yeah, nice. yeah, he's going to be a, the Rock Johnson, and he's going to be our next president. So you <laughs> could be right. Rumor. It's a rumor going around. He couldn't do any work, you know. That's how. Amen. Now, birth sucks. I hated my. I hated the birth part. The birth part, Queenie, is as scary as you think it is. That part sucks, but the the pregnancy was all right. Um, now, in the Nubian faith, go. Um, when you die, you go back to a woman's vagina. That's actually heaven is in in a woman's womb. And if you've seen American gods, they actually literally have a goddess doing that into the vagina. You know, so um, heaven's in the yep. vagina. 
Yeah, they all so, look quite know, happy. That. Oh yeah, no, you you die happy in the vagina, you know, going back to the womb. So you know, the, the going so, back to the womb is not unheard of. And you get I'm curious. I haven't back. heard you what get you guys. Your own planet. Yeah, that's the one I haven't heard you guys mention. The Disney and Fox what? deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen Thursday because uh, apparently Hugh Jackman's already talking about reprising Wolverine. Well, he said, well, you know, years ago that that would be the thing that would pull him back. In addition to there being some, you know, buzz about maybe showing up in a uh, Deadpool movie. Does that mean we could possibly get the X-Men in the second part of the Infinity War? (laughs) This is a shit cupcake with the world's best frosting on it. It's in the uh, Star Trek film directed by Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, I heard about that. R-rated Quentin Tarantino (laughs) Star Trek movie. Which the studios already agreed to. Yeah, but Disney did. Fox and they re-greenlit, uh, uh, they re-greenlit a Harley Quinn movie, by the way, um, Queenie. So we are going to get the standalone Queenie, Harley Quinn movie after all. So Finally. we're all looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of big news that, you know, actually, of all the things that people aren't thinking about the 20th Century Fox deal, the one thing that I'm hoping that happens is Disney somehow affects Fox News and changes that. No, culture. they're not. They're not getting the news department. No, that's going to be only the off. music. See, that's that's what the I movies. want. The TV. Just that's the movies. It. Fuck no. that. I, I, no. I want them to go after because if anything needs to be reformed, it's Fox News. I mean, yeah, well, absolutely well, need to be more. reformed. You know, so uh, that's what the, I really The reason they're like separating of it, all of that from this. Is so that they're not part of all of that. Yeah. I want the rest of it to be separate from all of that. Yeah, no, it's terrible. So, well, I, I, I have mixed feelings about the Fox merger when two big corporations well, yeah, like collide I, like that. You know, but yeah, it it's is a big it is. cupcake with the best frosting in the world on it, and it's flavored my Marvel superheroes. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> they're they're trying to hide the fact that we've got a monopoly growing here and you're going to see that once Disney starts their streaming service that that's going to include yeah. every fucking movie you're not going to be yeah. able to get shit on Netflix except Netflix movies and indie films that eh, may be good or maybe not um, Hulu is going to have exclusive rights to this because Disney owns Hulu so huh. um, yeah well uh- it's, it's so, though, Disney did make a deal, though I'm sure they can withdraw it at any time, that they're going to keep the adult TV shows like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Punisher are going to remain on Netflix. So, um, at least the older seasons will. So, what? Yeah, but any new, any new shows are going to be on the Disney streaming channel when it comes. Yeah. More likely. We'll see. I, 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 I haven't even broken down and got CBS access to watch the new Star Trek movies, so show. So I don't know how I'm going to do Disney. But Disney, Disney often, they're the litmus test. If, if they make a, a contract with somebody, usually that's the winning format. They did it with Blu-ray. They did it with Netflix. Um, so that they're branching off and doing their own thing makes total sense, actually, if you think about it. Um, I would hope that with the 20th century Fox 
merger that we get 20th Century Fox opening in front of Star Wars again because I did miss that. The dun da 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 I was always so excited when that comes up, and then it has the Lucasfilm logo afterwards. It's just then it yeah. goes galaxy, yeah. you know. That 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 it, every geek my age that that always got a tingle every time that came on. You know, we know that no we're doubt. about to get a Star Wars movie. It's like yeah, you know. We can, so let's hope that happens with the new merger. Um, let's see. Those are all the major things that have happened, other than the politics hell. Net neutrality vote is Tuesday. So. Tommy and I are starting a new podcast, but it might be over before we even get it off the ground. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, I don't know how much money things are going to cost or what's going to happen. You know, you're already seeing it. You're already seeing it like your, your, your telephone providers like Verizon, for example, has got currently the, uh, the unlimited plan that gives you certain things and then if you go to their ultra unlimited plan you get everything in hd you see well that's a little different than 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 pick than cherry picking what you can watch which is what's going to happen like you know you know it's they're going to get they're going to get in a fight with amc and then they're going to pull amc from their lineup which they have done um, you know, yeah. uh, they've choke, you know, so it's, there's several times where net neutrality has come into play where it stops something from happening. And, uh, you know, and here we are It all those, you know, a lot of people forget. Everyone's like, oh, it was Obama rule. No, it wasn't. Net neutrality has always existed. Matter of fact, during the Obama administration, they tried to do exactly what they're doing right now. And the people stood up and said, fuck this. No, we need this to be open Internet. You know, for our generation, we grew up without the Internet, but there's entire generations that, like, built their entire lives around the Internet. Uh, you know, the Internet, is, is, it's a tool. It's not it, – it is something that people it's use every fucking day of their lives. It's not just watching Netflix. Everyone uses it for yeah. something. You know, yeah. yep. and, and, and it's like closing the door, the door after the horses are out of the barn. You know, uh, if we start chokeholding on content, first of all, podcasters will go away, which they're already trying to do, I think. I think podcasting, they don't like how wild it is, um, you know, which is stupid because it's the last, you know. But I knew eventually they would try to break the podcasting community. Um, it's going to stop the small bloggers community from writing reviews. Uh, it's going to start people like artists and stuff from putting their music on the cloud. I mean, YouTube is already having the ad apocalypse as it is, as Queenie can attest to, right? I mean, things on, on YouTube have been insane the last couple of months, yeah, right, Queenie? Yeah, they've been pretty crazy. There's a lot of um, I mean, copyright stuff happening. There's a lot of people being demonetized. It's just bullshit. Yep. Uh, one of our peers... There, Amy uh, Tobin, she had her podcast pulled for a while because of the name of it. Um, she had to change they, the name of her podcast. Everything. They pulled yep. it all. They pulled her entire channel. Um, they flagged my friend Movie Geeks United, which is one of the oldest film podcasts on Blog Talk. Uh, they actually flagged his Burt Reynolds interview. An interview with Burt Reynolds got flagged on YouTube. You know, wow. you know, nothing in it was offensive. There was nothing. It was an interview with Burt Reynolds. 
you know, uh, and so he had to fight to get that back up. Queen's had, you know, there's always been issues with music and fair use on YouTube. I get that, you know, that, you know, but if, if it's a press release related thing, like a trailer or production stills or things like, or public domain music, they shouldn't be having problems and they're tapping on that. And that is actually illegal, um, you know, but that could not suddenly no longer be illegal, you know. Oh, there really isn't. There really isn't such thing as um, royalty-free music anymore, unfortunately. Unless you have written no, music. Music's a lot, a lot harder thing, but but still, you know, there's still fair use on the internet, and fair use is for things like you know anything that was released in a press to the press is fair use. And, and, and that stuff is getting flagged, too. Um, public domain music is being flagged. Uh, you know, and, and, it's just gonna, and with the repeal of net neutrality, it's just going to get worse. You know, uh, uh, so let's keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully, you know, they don't stop all this creativity on the Internet. Because, you know, right now, we always knew there would be a day where they tried to break the Internet. Let's be honest with you. There's always, and, and this year might have been it with the hacking with the Russians and everything. Um, all I can, it's really all I can think of is that it's like fucking China. That's what it's going to end up where it's going full on communist is what it feels like. Just the Chinese everything... are in better shape though. Yeah. They, 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 you know, that's the sad thing. I mean, yeah, they censor their internet, but they're, you know, they're at least they, they encourage innovation. Uh, they, 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 they're keeping our markets in float which I find funny, you know, our movie markets would not be what they are if it wasn't for the Chinese market. Um, you know, their environmental issues, they've had some issues with that with their fast industrializations, but now they're fixing that too as we're going in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, exactly. so you can't, com- you can't completely diss on China, but they do have censoring in the internet and they don't like the vote. Um, <laughs> they don't like American Idol because it reminds people of democracy, which I think is so. You mean people get true. to choose? They, oh, yeah, um, in case I, anybody's I, curious, Doug Jones has been called the winner of Alabama. Fuck Roy Moore. Oh, really? God bless. God bless. Oh, thank yep. you, Lord. Mary Joseph. I think there is a yeah, fucking yeah. God. Oh, right? I was terrified for a while. Did you hear oh. the phone call, the I, robocall I, that Trump sent out for that? Oh, all the, all the Republicans and stuff like oh no, my god. I didn't hear oh. it. Yeah. Yeah, they, I heard they, they fucking did it. Full court press. They they had um James O'Keefe the third out there trying to do his you know fake sting operation. No, they were just trying to hold on to a Republican seat, and they fucking lost. So next year, when all of those seats come up, oh, fuck you guys. (laughs) Oh, from your mouth to God's ear. Americans have short-term, but, you know, Americans have short-term memory. And right now, if Trump ran for office, he would win. Just remember that. He's still winning. Well, not if he was running against Bernie. He is it completely, de- it completely depends on it completely depends on the running mate and it was just the poor speaking poor poor three years you know guys, I know this is a political radio blog but um I think a really interesting thing that's going to come out of this is uh polls showed 
the the freaking uh, what's his face uh, uh, the 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 child abuser winning um, when they called landlines, which are older people, but when they called cell phones, which are younger people, Doug Jones yeah. won. And I think we might finally look at a different way of doing polling because of the outcome here. Because, you, you know, you can't show both candidates up by 10 points. One of you guys has a model that's fucked up. I think we've proven that now. <laughs> well, it's I, like I, the Nielsen I'll, rating I'll still, the is still going for live T with V when everybody streams. Yeah. Well, they're starting to change that now. They are doing uh, – there's a new category now for next day viewing or something like that where they actually, like – People, they look at the next day and then three days out and then six days out and they do the ratings that way. And it, it, they said that in TV shows like Vikings, Game of Thrones, American Gods, all of them score really high. Ash versus Evil Dead scores really high on on next day watches, things like that. Mm. So uh, you know, so they are starting to change the uh, demographics of how they like or the, the, you know how they record. Nielsen ratings and mm-hmm. stuff, which is, you'd think they would have figured that out by now, but, um, you know, but with Stranger Things 2 and all that kind of stuff, it's total game changers on how you, like, rate TV shows now, because, you know, some of them don't even have TV, they're not on networks. They're so, not on actual yep. TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not on actual TV. Uh, you know, uh, they, oh, Stranger Things 2, Stranger Things 3 has been officially greenlit, but it's not going to be out till 2019. Just to let you guys know oh, that. Which is um, not official. That was another they haven't officially said that. No. So it's I think coming out with Game of Thrones? Said that. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones is officially 2019. That has been confirmed, which I, I was telling okay. people that beforehand because my little birdie was telling me that because Westworld was so expensive that they couldn't afford yeah. to shoot both shows at the same time, and that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. So Westworld comes out in 2018 and then game of thrones comes out with a very short season but every episode is going to average an hour 45 so um yeah it's going to be All like oh, be nice. that'll be wholly satisfying yeah so, <laughs> yeah so you know that'll be interesting so there's a lot to look forward to in 2018 and 2019 uh you know i've got san diego comic-con um uh, uh, Days of the Dead Atlanta is starting to look good. Monster Mania in New Jersey dropped a bunch of people today. So, yeah. And that lineup's looking good as usual. The It Kids are on tour. The Stranger yep. Things kids are on tour. Uh, you know, so well, I'm wondering, have, have they resolved the issues with Finn Wolfhard's uh, agent since uh, he dropped him in the middle of all of those you know, pedophile scandal stuff? I haven't heard an update, but I'm assuming he's doing just fine. Because, like I said, I just saw Finn Wolfhart singing Golden Ticket on that, like, uh, Willy Wonka show at Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, but so I, like, clearly he's... When, he left, when I, he left his agent, he used this for conventions. They He did um, – it canceled all of his upcoming convention appearances. And I haven't heard of any more. I haven't heard anything about Finn Wolfhart going to more conventions, but I have a feeling we'll see him again. But you know what? I would Yeah, because Monster Mania too. said that they're oh. – I was listening to Monster Mania's podcast 
um, to listen to the guest announcements, and they said that the the girl who plays Mad Max, Sadie, uh, in season two of Stranger yeah. Things, that she's the first of the season two Stranger Things guests. So they definitely have more lined up. Oh. Uh, uh, that's yeah. I'm looking forward. They had a bunch of the kids last year. We met a bunch of them, all the teenage kids from the first season, except for the girl was there. The bullies that was, were there. That was chiller. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, was that chiller? Yeah, I, yeah, I that was chiller. Chiller and Monster Mania blend in my head because they're both New Jersey and they're both similar. Uh, so, but Chiller, I, I, it's funny because I, I don't think I'm going to go back to Mastermania and Cherry Hill, but I am thinking about going back to Chiller. I really enjoyed Chiller I def- a lot. Um, Lydia's so. already talking about going back to Monstermania. She she is desperate to go back, especially since they've announced four uh, of the It Kids. I want, I and, want her to go with you to Atlanta. I think she should go and meet some of these makeup artists and make herself known. Because uh, she could learn a lot from them. So I think it's time to send her down there. <laughs> That's where everyone's going. Oh, Atlanta's so. my fun getaway, though. Shh. No. <laughs> I know that, but but your girl needs to cultivate her excellent like makeup skills, and I'm too poor to send her to Monster Palooza in L.A., which is really the makeup you know convention. So. Uh, oh yeah. But um, anyway, let's wrap this up. We've been gabbing for a long enough, and the season is over. Um, go once again, okay. recap. Go see Disaster Artist if you like Tommy Wiseau or The Room, or just want to watch an interesting film and like those behind-the-scenes type movies. It's worth watching. Uh, Tommy Clark and I, once again, thank you, Tommy, for being on the show today and playing with my technical stuff. Is that uh, you know my technical stuff was just all wonky earlier. Um, so and we will have our show on Thursday. It will be live, so you're welcome to call in. Once again, yes. Repo Nerd. Time is 10 p.m. Not nine. It'll be 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you can use the same phone number six four six seven one six nine one seven two to call in. Uh, and once again, we're going to be uh, schooling uh, Tommy Clark on Italian horror films. In particular, Lucio Fulci and uh, Aaron Marie. Do you have anything you need to talk about or plug before you go? No, not that I can think of. <laughs> uh, good, oh my gosh, good. it's the end of the season already. Season three oh, gone, yeah. done. Oh, we, we've yeah. been doing this shit for yeah. three years now. Three fucking right. years we've done this. I, I, I it's wow. kind of like amazing that how you know we did nine. Um, 20 episodes total. That's, it was 18 regular episodes plus two extra episodes. We did the, uh, the tribute to Carrie Fisher, which I'm actually debating about reposting since Star Wars is timely. Mm-hmm. And that, that, was our, yeah. that was our surprise opening episode last year because I couldn't mix it into the main show because I need to talk too much about Carrie. Um, and uh, yeah. we did, of course, The Madness had a special episode. Um, and... Um, Queenie, any final things you need to discuss before we go tonight? Um, I think we've covered everything. So I am happy that this is our third year. <laughs> yeah. We did three years. We've been pretty good. Three we had some guests. Years. We had our <laughs> we had the Soska sisters on last episode, which was yeah. absolutely like we had our, our highest live listenership. And that 200 people have streamed that episode. Um, so I wow. think it's like 100 something. 
So um, you right know, it, it, it's very it's very popular. Aaron Cogan, thank you for calling one. in, and thank yeah, uh, hell yeah. Uh, I think that was why we do the show is for that kind of episode. Fuck yeah. And Aaron Cogan, thank <laughs> you for helping me with the San Diego Comic Con ticket thing because that is right insane. On. I don't know. I don't know why they think that is like an organized system of of, of I don't know. That was just weird. It, you sit there and you watch yeah. as the tickets slowly go away, and they tell you this, and you're like, "Fuck, fuck, oh, yeah. oh, there goes Thursday, there goes Saturday." Oh. But we did it. We got it's, one ticket, so I got in. Yeah. Fingers crossed, we can get you and, some more. Let's hope so. I, I I will talk to you in detail about that. Good news is it's, it's two weeks apart from Scares It Cares, so I will be just going to Scares It Cares again uh, this coming year. And uh, Token right Tommy on. will be there, and he's going to help organize the podcasting track probably, right? Maybe not. He left. Tommy, <laughs> he no, left. He, he bailed. Oh, he's still is he? Because he, he messaged. Yeah. Maybe he, he messaged in bailing. <laughs> well, anyway, Tommy Tommy was talking about helping with the podcasting track this year, um, like help organizing it, and I'll definitely be part of the podcasting track. I'm actually debating about doing a live commentary of a movie this year, mm-hmm. like like oh. opposite, like something happening in theater, like some classic movie. Um, so I thought that would be kind of cool and maybe do a panel on the films of 88 because 87, 88 or video nasties. I'd love to do a panel just on the video. Nasty Ooh, I think no, I totally want in on that yes. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I, I, I absolutely right, want in on that one. I'm so ready for that. Yeah. I don't want to be in the damn audience yeah. for that panel. No, no, no. You would be on stage. You've seen more of the video nasties actually than I have. So, uh, <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here, guys, and go chill. Um, it's been a great season three. Uh, we'll be back on the 23rd. I think it's the 23rd of January. Let me double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. With the a month, like almost six weeks, we're gonna take a six week hiatus, ladies and sexy witches. Um, that would be the day the Oscar nominations come out. Um, and we we'll do a half an hour on that. Up. And then we come out with it, that episode will be our best set because yes, the nominations death. are cool and all. And yeah. you know, that's it my favorite episode great of the year in film. Oh, it's my favorite. I love doing the round round robin episodes anyway, is any subject. Like I really loved our dragon episode this year. I loved reading about our favorite talking <laughs> about our favorite dragons. It was a simple episode, it was awesome. Uh, you know, so uh, it was, you know, it was a good year. We had a rough year overall, but I would say that this actual season, our our our, our ratings went that were, were were low, and now they're back up, and you know, and we're expanding the universe once again. New show on Thursday, uh, you know. So I think we've we've done our job, ladies, gentlemen, and sexy witches. And thank you all for being on. And I think we're gonna leave tonight with a Hanukkah song, right? You want to leave with well, like. An actual right like awesome it's Hanukkah appropriate. song. I think. Yep. It's the first yeah, night. Ah, uh, oh, you are there. You are there, Tommy. Maybe not. I heard him. Who we don't know. He's not talking to me anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. So, 
All right, Sharon Jones <laughs> is the name. She actually died a few year, a couple of years ago, but she did this like like holiday soulful record, and she did a song called Eight Days of Hanukkah. So I'm going to leave with that tonight. Once again, we are the Sexy Witches, Queenie in Seattle, Erin Marie in, in Virginia, not West Virginia, and Erin Kogan, <laughs> our L.A. correspondent. Once again, I'm going to thank Tommy, to, uh, Token Tommy Clark for being our guest host tonight. Listen to his show on the Necrocasticon on the Project Entertainment Network, plus their other podcasts, which are awesome. And I want to again give a, a shout-out to the Feminine Critique and listen to their holiday episodes because they're just hysterical. Oh, and they're wonderful and it's the greatest thing to do this time of year. If you don't want to watch those Hallmark shows, listen to them on the radio. It's, you know, they don't, she watches them, so you don't have to. And we are here. We are the Sexy Witches. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes. I'm going to be on Google Play very, very soon. Uh, once again, we're leaving tonight with Sharon Jones and Eight Days of Hanukkah. Blessed be and good film hard team. Thank you all. Good night now. Good Or maybe not. Uh, hold on. I have to... All right, if I disappear, I'm sorry. My oh, fuck. Here goes the technical difficulties again. Oh, I can't even like move my cursor. Uh, fuck. Tommy, are you online? Can you hit it for me? Tommy. Push the button, Max. Uh, push the button. Eight days of Hanukkah. Third one in. Wah, wah, wah. I can't believe this shit. I can't even close out the show, guys. Like, I'm completely frozen up, so. And it's our last episode of the season. Of course it would happen. I know. It has to end like this. We should be so much more professional by now, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is the wild, woolly world of podcasting. We are always (laughs) lo-fi and live, but you can stream us after airing. God damn it. I can't even get it to work. All right. How am I supposed to do this? I don't want to just close out the show. Maybe I can, like, bring it down, bring it back up. No, I can't do that even. All right. Fuck. All right. We can sing a Christmas carol, I guess. You want to sing a Christmas carol or a Hanukkah carol? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. It made you out of kids. All right. Come on. Control out the weight. On the feast of Stephen. I cannot close out the show, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this is terrible. We wish terrible. you a very Christmas. We, are, we wish you a very Christmas. We are, that's like the end of Krampus. We're all stuck in the damn snow globe. You know what I'm saying? The damn snow globe. I can't think the, of a like better metaphor for hell. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. But just being stuck in our... Oh, my God. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do here. Let's see. I can't even get Control Alt Delete to work. Let's see. Control Alt. Well, we could totally no. talk for another ten minutes so that it just shuts us off automatically. <laughs> well, because it, it'll just hang up on us. It's true. No, that annoying English that. chick will will come on. Say good, good goodbye. Oh my computer's radio. frozen. Your show has ended. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, and she's so loud too. Like, like I'm on the radio and I'm trying to close up the show and give my shout outs, and then I hear this like chick in my head. You have 30 seconds. Yes, I know. Stop it. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to close out the show, but now I'm like totally fucking stuck. That's why I can't tell Tommy left, is because my 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 board just completely froze. <laughs> 
and it's like well, I can't even get it to. Uh, uh, well, fine. All right, while while your board no. is frozen, I'm going to mention something. Um, since uh, we're not on until <laughs> uh, later in January, um, January 7th, for those of you on the West Coast, Los Angeles Comic Book and Science Fiction Convention is going to have Carrie oh, yeah. Payton and Cooper Andrews, who are uh, King Ezekiel and Jerry, respectively, from The Walking Dead. I'm pretty excited about that because I love those two characters. Uh, I already mentioned tomorrow that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is getting his uh, – star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And, uh, oh, yeah, Friday. Um, Doug Jones is going to be at a special uh, question and answer showing of The Shape of Water at uh, the Arclight Cinema in Los Angeles. Oh, So if you're nice. out here. Nice. He's a fun Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, as right. everyone knows who's ever uh, met Doug Jones on the convention circus, circuit, he is a sweetheart and a half. He is he is very entertaining, very sweet, very sweet, very flirty, yeah. adorable. Not, yes. Yeah, not to be confused with not the person bad flirty. Who one Alabama, but not that Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, not that no. Doug Jones because that would be very not, odd. Not, <laughs> not, not the one who uh, who has uh, history as a civil rights lawyer. No, that that no. Oh, yeah, I'm just I getting think emails. Officially, I'm just, the uh, the person with the most uh, pop figures. Uh, he's he's portrayed more characters now than anyone else. It's true. If I mean, you can all go all the way back to Hocus Pocus. Right. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, oh, but he was the the zombie cemetery dude. What? Uh, Bix. Bix. Oh man, I'm blinking on his name too. Right now, all of us are going to go, what the hell was his name? Well, I can't look <laughs> anything up right now because I can't even shut off my computer. I'm actually going to have to literally hard boot at the end of this episode and hope we don't lose it. Um, and if we do lose it, we lose it. If we don't, we don't. I, I have a feeling it'll be there if we're talking. So, anyway, what time is it? Does anybody have a, a time on, on this right now? 10.53. 10.53. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's 10.53. All right, I'm going to hard read it once again. We are the Sexy Witches. We are Queenie Todd in Seattle. We are Erin Marie in Virginia. And Erin Kogan, my L.A. correspondent, uh, will be back once again, I believe, on the 23rd. I think that is the Tuesday that um, the Oscar nominations come out, and we'll do our top ten, like we said. Stitcher, iTunes, very soon Google Play, and possibly Spotify. We are going to expand. Um, so join us next th- on this coming Thursday, though, for our premiere of Repo Nerds, and we'll talk with Joe Fulci. I know we're repeating ourselves, but I want to make sure everyone gets it all straight. And so here we go, everyone. Fingers crossed. Let's sing a song <laughs> as we're going out. All right. Let's see. What's a good song? Um, something secular. Let's or non-secular. How about Rudolph? Let's sing Rudolph. All right. Ah, that's public good. Public domain. You ready? All right. So... Anyway, let's start, start it now. and then Give good night now. Go ahead. Mm, Rudolph the red nosed <laughs> reindeer. reindeer. How to the very shine. Me knows. And if you and ever, if saw, ever it, saw it, you would even, even <laughs> close. <laughs> 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 
Like a light bulb. Good night, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Used to laugh and call him names. Like Dumbo. They never let poor Rudolph, poor Rudolph. join in any reindeer game. Like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good evening. Thank you. We're out of here. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you all for listening. Good night now. Good Love to everyone. Good night. Maybe. <laughs> Billy Butcherton. I know. I looked it up already, but I didn't want to just yell out Billy with no context. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god did we lose Liz are we seriously the only two still talking for the next four minutes it could be it's only three minutes we now we have it to ourselves <laughs> we finally get to talk yes no okay that would be terrible she's going to hate that so, so yeah. what did you want to talk about uh, Star Wars, duh. Yeah. Do you have Do you have your like midnight showing tickets I, already? This is This is the first time in my entire life I don't have a show to go to. I missed out really? by literally, literally five minutes. I missed out at getting <gasps> tickets to the El Capitan, where uh, <laughs> uh, what's his face is Hardwick's uh, Nerdist Industries oh, are hosting Chris all the films. And they have guest stars. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, there's some place that's doing uh, the the two new films in the trilogy, uh, Last Jedi and uh, – um, oh, gosh, darn it. Now I'm going to blow it. Force Awakens? Rogue One? Force Awakens. Thank you. Force Awakens <laughs> back to back. So I'm thinking I might do that. What about you? Me, um, I actually have a doctor's appointment on Friday morning, so I'm just going to go after that. <laughs> I, I mean, I totally want to go to a Thursday midnight showing, but I haven't been in forever, and I've got kids, so I don't leave them at midnight oh, too man. often anymore. But, but yeah, I'm going to go by myself and just enjoy the shit out of it alone in the theater after my doctor's appointment as soon as it shows. Right if it's on. like noon or 2 or whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, I've got a movie pass now, so I could just, you know. I know, we both do. It's amazing. Thank you, Liz. If this is still actually <laughs> recording a podcast, if people are actually still listening to this, thank you, Liz, for our Christmas presents. Three months. Oh, well, we're we going to have so much fun. Minutes. The whole thing froze up, and you had already disconnected. All right. It looks like <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. Anyway. I guess we should actually give like a uh, an exit greeting just in case we're the last two. <laughs> okay. It's 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 I show two more minutes. Yeah, I show two more minutes as well. And you don't want it to be just dead air. So I guess I should say happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Feast of Lights to you. Thank you very much. I enjoyed uh, my Hanukkah feast up in Maryland last year, and I'm hoping to to do it again this year. Nice. I have to uh, haul out the Hanukkah tonight uh, and get that going. 
although I missed sundown. It's, it's not too late to light the lights. Um, oh, one more minute. I, I will say that this year, like most Hanukkahs, my wife is getting Christmas ornaments, which is a little weird for Hanukkah, but what are you going to do? Hey, it, they're probably like, what, Star Wars geek, uh, geek ones? I have, I we, actually got the... I actually got the Muppets. I have like a little Christmas Carol, nice. like Kermit. My, every year, my my ornaments are freaking Muppets. <laughs> my my tree's covered in Muppets. <laughs> we we have a Doctor Who. We have a Dalek. We have a, a TARDIS, and I think maybe a Cyberman. I'm not sure, but uh, we're less than a minute to go. So uh, since this is the last show, uh, happy holidays, we'll everyone. Best of the new year. Blessed be. And good film hunting. Film hunting, everyone.